It's time for the 8 Grady Sports Show on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team with Jerome Espinoza and Dontrell Moore. Jerome Espinoza is a Class A PGA professional and director of instruction for 8 Grady's Golf. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole! Dontrell Moore is a former Lobos and NFL running back and part of the Lobos football ring of honor. Dontrell Moore and he takes it in for the touchdown. Every Saturday morning, the guys will talk golf football and what it takes to be an elite competitor now here's jerome espinoza and dontrell moore and welcome to the eight grady's sports show i am jerome espinoza alongside mr dontrell moore lobo legend um again i am director of instruction for golf at eight grady's golf Don Trell, I'll let you. I don't want to mess up your <laughs> your 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 title. So go for it. Yes, I am director of Don Trell Moore Football Academy, powered by Eight Greatest Performance Center. Um, rocking and rolling, things are going well. Awesome. And I don't know. I've I always Don Trell. It's a pleasure to be here with you. I think I coached when you were in high school, then watched you as a Lobo football player. So. Um, all I ever remember is just hammering people <laughs> right through the hole. I'm like, I'm going to say that's like D train. Like that to me, that sounds like a really good name. Like just hammering people when you're, you know, pop out behind the line and then just taking off. So that has stuck. A lot of people call me D train <laughs> and I kind of elevated to be able to make people miss, but uh, a lot of good memories, man, from, from Roswell down South, that's for sure. And then up obviously being a proud Lobo and, and, uh, creating a lot of memories. Yeah, so um, there's we're you know I'll just intro, but we are taking a pivot and moving it to the Eight Grady's Sports Show rather than just the Eight Grady's Golf Show. Um, we've actually alongside, and I'll introduce our host, um, our owner, GM, whatever. I don't know, Scott. I don't want to mistitle you either, <laughs> but Scott Grady, um, the Scott Grady Lobo Legend. Of Sports Illustrated, as yeah. we talked about the other day. No, no, no. <laughs> Love it. So um, Scott is with us to kind of you know give us a, a vision for this show and really the facility as a as a whole. Because um, what they've done over there, you know, it's obviously the brain trust of Scott building the facility. Him and Mike Foot. If I'm you know incorrect, Scott, please correct me in any sort of way. But um, for those of you that don't know, it's a, a sports performance facility off of Paseo and Jefferson. The way I always explain it is we're very close to General Mills and we're the big blue building is what yeah, I is. say. It says field house on the outside, but it houses, um, to be honest, a state of the art sports performance center. So absolutely Scott, welcome. Thanks for joining us. And, um, if you would just give us a, a vision of the, of the facility and what, what what was in your brain when you envisioned that whole place? Well, thank you, Jerome uh, and Don Trell, for the introduction. I, um, I'm i honored to be in the presence of two guys like you. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a little overwhelming, but uh, I, I'm also excited about the fact this is the first kickoff show of the, uh, of the 8 Grady's um, sports show, which is uh, kind of exciting. And I think the, the format moving forward is going to be really entertaining, and I think the listeners are going to enjoy it. Uh, back in the day, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of dating myself a little bit, but about 15 years ago, Mike Foote and I had a vision of building a sports complex uh, on some property on Paseo that we owned. And uh, we had a difficult time getting the building done because of the traffic requirements for the city of Albuquerque. Uh, Ten years later, and we actually sold the property. Ten years later, we rebought the property. 
knowing the fact that the intersection of Paseo and uh, and I-25 was going to alleviate the, the traffic problem. So, and here we are today, five years later, we built the building in 2019 with a vision of uh, of having an, uh, uh, a place where kids can come um, work out sports-specific. Uh, we had a vision for clubs with volleyball and baseball. Uh, Mike Foote has been the operator and owner of ABA Baseball for years and years and years and very successful in town. So that was our original uh, vision, is to, a place to house Mike's company um, and then also develop a, a volleyball entity as well. Um, we just recently um, took over the volleyball operations, and we're calling it New Mexico Elite Volleyball Yep. in conjunction with New Mexico Volleyball. And we're very proud of that. Uh, we um, had leased our, our facility to another club uh, prior, uh, and a successful club, and we enjoyed that. But it's always been my vision and my desire to, to get back into volleyball. I coached volleyball for a while uh, years ago, and I just fell in love with it. And um, I, I just I, I wanted to be more involved and, and, and have a little bit more uh, control about our volleyball program. Um, we've hired a great director and uh, and uh, a lot of coaches already, and uh, we're lo- really looking forward to that kind of blossoming into uh, something that's really going to be uh, really different and uh, in, in the state of New Mexico for volleyball. Uh, we also do uh, a personal training. We know we have the great A Grady's Performance Center um, that we do a lot of specific training for football players, baseball players, any athlete, adult athletes like myself. So we have a big uh, array of of clientele there that we uh, that we work on. Um, what's nice about the facility? We have the state of the art equipment as far as testing, so our trainers can use some very sophisticated testing measurements to be able to. Uh, to program uh, um, certain certain workouts for athletes, uh, body specific, uh, if you mu- if I must say, and uh, I think that kind of sets us above the competition in the area relative to being able to really critique workouts for individuals based on a, a, a very high intellect uh, uh, set of matrix that uh, that allows our trainers to really uh, hone in on their physical needs, like data driven, data data driven. Yeah, and interrupting a little bit, but I have seen anywhere, like Scott said, from, I mean, you know, Teton Salties, who's in XFL, to people that are recovering from a stroke, people recovering from ACL. So it's not just, you know, the high-level athlete that's looking to go to the NFL or the MLB. We've worked, you know, we've had some special needs kids down there. We've we've had really anything. Our golfers actually have a class that they take with the coaches down there. So it's, it really covers the gamut of everything you do. And, you know, we, we can train anybody at any time in any kind of need. So we're, we're an all servicing type, type environment. And uh, I'm glad you brought that up. That was, uh, that, that's, that's good. And that's exactly what we do. Another thing we're obviously we're very proud of is our, is our Dontrell, uh, more, uh, football Academy that Dontrell came on with us about six months ago. And, and we're kind of restarting some things there and, and we love uh, the way Dontrell has an approach to football, but but most importantly for me, and this is kind of my my uh, um, um, kind of desires over my lifetime, is coaching kids uh, life skills through the through the vehicle of sport. And Dontrell, and along with yourself, Jerome, are, are really in tune to those kind of visions that the eight Grady's the the, eight, the Grady family has for our facilities. So we're really proud to have both of you on board, and and we we appreciate what both of you guys do. In the different uh, different uh, uh, segments of the building, but we're really, really excited about the future. Well, and uh, you know, speaking of that, I think for me that I've known your family for years and years from growing up with some of your kids 
from Corrales, but you've been involved in the the local sports scene, and I say the high school sports scene for Long for years. I mean, for years, and it's been through everything, right? right. Obviously, your boys were football, baseball, but your girls are, you know, volleyball, volleyball. and all kinds of other stuff. So. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I, I was doing an analyzation the other day, and and I'm not trying to, to be uh, be um, to brag about it, but it, with our family starting with me, I think we have seven or eight of our family starting with me that were, were invited to play in the North South All Star game. Oh yeah. wow! And uh, there's eight or nine of us, uh, and and I, I think uh, some of the grandchildren will, will continue to do that as well. We're up to 17 grandkids now, and they're all involved in some sort of element of sports but i was very fortunate to be involved in, in coaching yaffle and coaching baseball and my first really big job was at Seabell high school being yep. the offensive coordinator under ben schultz had a great time was there for seven years and then took a little bit of a sabbatical and then became the head volleyball coach at bosky school for five years where i was fortunate enough to win uh, one second place in a in a state championship in volleyball and oh, wow. uh, that was really um that's really that was really fun. I'm really proud of that accomplishment. Well, Joan talked talked a little bit about about your drive and your 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 sports background with your family. Talk a little bit about how you feel like your drive in life, your you know, being a businessman, and then your sports background has led to what Eight Grady's is and becoming, and what you wanted to um, how it will shape what it is moving forward. Well, that's a great question, and and yeah, I love talking about that that segment of of my business life, how how it relate, relates to the the fact that. Uh, a lot of things in my coaching career and, and, and my playing career, uh, playing at West Mason and, and playing at Western New Mexico and then on to UNM. But even as a youngster, the coaches I had in elementary school, and I don't know why I just gravitated the fact that all these coaches meant so much to me. And, and the reason being is they, they kind of set up, set up uh, uh, an example for me. And I grew up wanting to be just like them. And my, my educational background is phys ed. I was going to be a, a physical education coach and decided to get into the building business. But I have to tell you that, that there's so many things I can look back on in my, in, my, in my athletic career that has evolved into my business career as far as just dealing with problems and problem solving and, and, and uh, not getting down about things and recovering from, from obstacles and all the, the mental things that come along with, the, 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 with sport. I tell you, it just goes right into business because there's a lot of challenging things in our business, and 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 I have to tell you, so many things in in in, in my athletic career have helped me be successful as a businessman. Can you just give a couple of those parallels? Meaning, you know, I, I was this as a football player, as an athlete, and when I got to a business, I applied this to to be. I know there's lots, but can you kind of give our well, listeners? One of the biggest thing is work ethic. Mm-hmm. You know, to be a successful athlete, I don't care what sport you're playing, you're only going to get out of it what you put into it. Yep. Facts. So the same with business and, and, and having a, a family of six, you know, obviously I was very, uh, I had a, a bunch of ambition about, uh, and needs to be able to provide for my family. Right. So the 12 and 15 hour days on occasions is just what you had to do. Well, the mental toughness associated with that came from the athletic career. And, uh, so many of my coaches just instilled that in us in a very, in a very soft way, but, but in a, in a, in a way that, that had a very positive demeanor to it. And it's it just something I bought into. So uh, it was easy for me, the transition. It just it was in my DNA. Yeah, and I mean, you know, uh, for me being a, a a high school basketball coach for so many years when I was actually, it started when I was 19 and then, you know, coach for a long time. To me, that was always the thing that I would try to tell administration or principals, right, is, you know, you're probably one of those kids that, if we force Scott into a college and he's going to college and he's going to do this and he's going to do that. I mean, I used to argue with administrators all the time. I'm like, this kid 
needs skills. Right. I don't, he's not going to pass an AP class. (laughs) He's not going to do that. Like, why are you forcing him to do this? Like, let's get him a trade. Let's get him doing something because I want him to be contributing members of society, you know, rather than just this ridiculous athlete one because they don't go division one all the time or really any college. But, you know, to your point, like I'm developing him with some skills of, you know, grit and disappointment and all the things that come. There's a lot that you deal with in sports that, like you said, you're going to directly apply those in business as well. And I think that's the overall eight greatest performance center kind of theme, right? Where we're, we're not building just athletes. We're building young men, right? If, if, a story, if you don't mind sharing, um, that you told me uh, with Chase, uh, your grandson, and after he had kind of, he's a, Chase is a, a part of uh, Dontrell Moore Football Academy, one of my athletes who I enjoy um, uh, training. Can you do you mind telling me a story? A non football, it's, it's, it's yeah. really a good story, and this is actually what what we're all about at the facility. Um, I was picking up Chase one day from a session he had with with uh, uh, Coach Moore, and um, he um, and, and 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 Coach Moore has a certain a certain um, angle with the kids, a certain set of expectations he does every day that that kind of lends itself outside of the X's and O's of football and more about the social setting of life in general. So I was picking Chase up one day, and, and a gentleman that I had I hadn't seen for a while came over to me, and I was talking to him. And Chase walked up, and uh, I, I I I said I was waiting for Chase to to, to kind of say something, and I, I introduced Chase as my grandson, and Chase stuck his hands out his hand out and shook hands, looked at the gentleman in the eye and says, pleased to meet you. And that my friend said, well, pleased to meet you too. What a nice, what a nice young man. Well, all the other grandkids, I think I had four that day in the car <laughs> and Chase was in the front seat. I said, Chase, I really appreciate how you interacted with that gentleman. He says, yeah, Don Trell taught me that. Good. And uh, I was just, I got goosebumps. I said, that's just exactly what needs to happen. Cause you know, as parents, you know, you talk about these things, but sometimes it's just better to hear it from somebody else, especially <laughs> when it's somebody else that you admire and you hold it a high regard. Yep. So that, that's what, you know, the coaching staffs at, at Eddie Grady's, along with everybody else there, you know, we constantly talk about, about the fact that we're, we're, we're role models and we have to be able to impact these kids outside of the scope of their sport, just from a social standpoint and from, a, from an intellectual standpoint and just a humanistic standpoint to make them better young women, men and women. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I mean, that's a, that's fantastic. I was actually coaching the kid this morning. Uh, I say kid, he's a freaking orthopedic surgeon right now oh, wow. in Albuquerque, but I, he played for me at Del Norte and we were talking about some of the different paths of men, his age, you know, they're 30 mid thirties now. Um, he's an orthopedic surgeon. Another guy a couple weeks ago that I had coached was caught robbing two banks in Albuquerque. Wow. And I'm like, that's the path, and that's the kid that I'm talking about that I tried to get, like, let's get this kid some skills, and now he's not a contributing member. And that's what we're trying to do, right, is create contribute positive right. contributing members to society through sport. Absolutely, and there's so much data that we can use and we can talk about because, again, those are the that's the foundation of what you've, you want to do and what we're doing here, but the reality is – we are training great athletes. We are training young men and women to be better at their sport from a novice level to an elite level. And I think that's what we, we kind of pride ourselves on being for sure. Yeah. And I mean, um, you know, I guess a little bit more about your background, Scott, and maybe it's because it's fresh in my mind, but a West Mesa Mustang. <laughs> you got something this weekend? Back no doubt. Day, We're trying to help you I, this I'm week. I'm dating myself and I'm embarrassed <laughs> to say, I actually not, I'm proud to say 
our 50th year uh, reunion. That's awesome. And, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I'm gonna have to pretend I know everybody probably, but <laughs> they might be pretending they know me as well. No doubt. But yeah, I, I got some exciting stuff on the weekend tonight. I'm gonna be able to, f- to uh, flip the coin at the West Mesa Aubrey High, I think, football game. Yes. I'm gonna do the coin toss, and which that's exciting. Along with a couple of my buddies awesome. that played that played with me, uh, Robert Whitaker and a few other guys, um, and uh, excited about that. And yeah, we have a big weekend, but uh, it'll be interesting. We're also doing something at the at the golf facility with you, Jerome, and we're we're anxious about that. But it uh, it'll be a fun weekend. I yeah. think that's awesome. Sorry, um, just the full circle of uh, 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 one of my really really good buddies, my fullback. Uh, Landrick Brody oh, yeah, is yeah. now the head That's coach right. he at is. West Mesa, and his son is the quarterback. Oh, and uh, so, he's yeah, he's yeah. really good. And so, I think that's really cool. Um, where ex Lobos, right, are all kind of connected in that yeah. regard. So, uh, good luck to you guys this weekend, and 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 good luck to to Landrick Brody and West Mesa this weekend. Yeah, and I mean, you know, West Mesa, and I don't know if many people know this because now there's so many APS schools <laughs> around town. Massive district. But West Mesa, um, you know, probably I think a lot of my family actually attended West Mesa as well because I don't think Cibola was built um, when all of you guys were going to West Mesa. And it's it's always interesting to me. I coached at Del Norte to hear the – all the Del Norte alumni before you know the La Cuevas and that stuff were built. Um, Cibola was just built, and, and actually we sh- we shared the school with Cibola the first year Cibola opened. Cibola came to our school in the mornings, and we oh. went to school in the afternoon. <laughs> wow, are you kidding? Yeah, that's that's amazing, huh? Have yeah. you been to West Mesa in a while? I, I was there about five or six years ago, and we actually we have a tour set up. Uh, uh, I think it's tomorrow. You're going to be shocked, but uh, it has they changed. Made, they made some great improvements. Yeah, no, and a lot of the schools around town, the APS schools, have changed massively. If you know, you're an alumni that was there a while ago. There's a bunch of, I mean, even sometimes now, and I have, I've been at a coaching probably five or six years, but I go to some of these schools, I'm like, what the heck? Valley High School's one that's oh, wow. changed drastically. Ridiculous. And it's gorgeous. I mean, they've, awesome. they've made some great, great improvements. Well, any more of these high schools are universities. <laughs> I feel <laughs> like they're like universities. So well, when I went to West Mesa, we were the largest school in the state. We were 4,000 kids. Jeez. Great yeah. No, that's great. And then, um, you know, I guess quickly before we have to take a quick break, but also UNM Lobo. So Back in the day. Punter, or what else did you do? 75 and 76. Well, I came to UNM. I I transferred from Western Mexico. We had a coaching change, and I just decided it was time. I had gotten recruited by UNM out of high school, but I had a Class 5 separation of my throwing arm. So I went to Western and played quarterback and safety down there for a couple of years and decided to come home. And uh, and just focus on punting. I had I had this vision of wanting to punt in the NFL, which probably would have got a chance if I'd have, if I'd have hung around. But uh, you know, I, I played a year and, and decided to go into the building business, and and it's history now. And you've done fairly successful in that regard, so it was a good it was a good choice. We think so. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, um, Scott, thank you for joining us. Um, you know, this is again, we just wanted to kind of intro that it's a Grady Sports Show and give you a vision from the man of, you know, who created the vision and had the vision and, you know, we're up and running and, and good to go. Um, that'll do it for this segment. We'll be back. I'm Jerome Espinosa, director of instruction at eight Grady's golf. If you need anything, golf, uh, fittings, lessons, uh, bay rentals, just email me at G Espinosa at eight Grady's.com. Um, and coming up in our next segment, uh, Don Trell and I get into a little bit of, golf a little bit of professional golf and then also you know talking some leadership with some of these guys that you know i'm, I'm loving the the college football guys and no some doubt. of the leadership so we look forward to that and uh 
We'll be right back. Let's get back to the 8th Grady Sports Show with Jerome Espinoza and Dontrell Moore on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Welcome back to the 8th Grady Sports Show on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. I am Jerome Espinosa alongside Dontrell Moore, the D-Train. I yes, love sir. that. I love that. Use no, it. That's just me. I am uh, the Director of Instruction and PGA Golf Professional 8 Grady's Golf, and Dontrell is... The Director of Dontrell Moore Football Academy, powered by 8 Grady's. So there we go. We have that. Um, I wanted to get... I know the PGA Tour and golf... Well, I shouldn't say golf because college golf has just kicked off, but uh, the PGA Tour is kind of winding down. I wanted to get your take on a couple things and interesting things, and you may or may not have some experience with this. Golf is a little weird, but I know we were talking the other day, and you were talking about when you were trying to, you know, get to the NFL. But Tony Finau has been hit with like a lawsuit, and it doesn't shock me, right? Like the dude has had a spectacular last couple years. Of course, all of a sudden, yeah. And so I read an article on it the other day about um, two gentlemen that had supposedly funded him and his brother Gipper um, in their early stages. Yeah, I mean. And now, you know, like I said, to me, I'm like, of course you're coming now. It's unbelievable. It's it's kind of unfair. And it's absolutely the same stuff that we learned about in our rookie symposium. Good. That's that what, all yeah. of a sudden you're going to hear these these girls come out of the woodwork or that that grandpa or that cousin that, that gave you $35 for those yep. shoes and all that stuff. So it's unfortunate. And it's two guys, like you said, uh, a Utah businessman is one of the guys. And then like a family friend yep. is another guy. And they're all do- and they're doing separate claims which is crazy they're not even they're not together well dude the percentage too like i thought one of them said something like he wanted 40 percent no, it was 20 percent. Like, 20 yes i'm like bro i i mean and and tony i i mean i've i don't know tony fino right. and i won't claim to know him <laughs> right. i just seen him like on the netflix special and you know, just from seeing him in general, and I've always cheered for Tony. I don't know if you Love saw it. the Masters when he broke his ankle, when he like dislocated his ankle. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, and he popped it back right in. Back. He's <laughs> just, he has just a smooth, pretty swing. He's a family man. I think he has yep. like seventeen, like eighteen <laughs> kids, <laughs> like that. He you does. Know? He has quite but, a few kids. But I'm like you. I, how can you not root for him? He's yep. gonna win. He's gonna win a lot. He's going to be good. And it's just unfortunate that these things come out. The crazy thing about it is that it was done in appeals, and now they're they're reopening it. Well, that's I mean, the crazy thing to me. It's to me. I'm like, yeah, because he's had a spect- spectacular. You know, whatever year and a half, two years, and well, just he's won general. a couple tournaments. He's just killing it. Well, since 2015 is when he turned pro. He's earned 37 million dollars. There you 37 go. 37 million. So now, all of a sudden, which originally the guy said we gave him and his brother Gipper a 1.1 million dollars, and then the contract says we get 20 percent of his earnings. So you do the math. I'm not going to do it. 20 percent of 37 million is two or three dollars at least. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I. And I, again, like I said, I don't know what's going to happen, but I just, I thought I'd bring that up because that, I can tell you, it happens in golf all the time and probably, I don't know, probably happens in everything all the time. Oh, it happens. I would, I would argue it happens more in like basketball and football than it does. At least it's more publicized. Yeah. Because it tends to be, you know, the opposite sex or something that comes oh, yeah, along yeah. with those, those guys. Um, and I, I don't know. What are your thoughts on kind of the statute of limitations with this? I don't know if you heard. Basically, you know, David Hunter, which is the Utah businessman that was talking about his um, contract. Um, the reason, you know, Finau's 
lawyers are simply saying it's a statute of limitations. Gotcha. This was what are your thoughts on that in general um, about it being statute of limitations and whether you think he's going to be able to, to kind of win this or is, or what David Hunter is saying is no, it didn't start until he got pro. The contract says once he becomes pro, he became pro in 2015. Well, see, and so uh, that's where it gets a little hairy with golf, right? Because um, you could say me, I turned pro in 2013. Okay, right, but. I mean, when when does he just because he's turned pro doesn't mean that he's making a lot of money. money. You know, a lot of times and you know, we used to talk about this on the when it was just the golf show about the grind. Like those guys pay for hotel rooms, they pay for, you know, caddy fees, they pay for a lot of stuff that the expenses are extremely high in golf. Man oh man. Um, because you're not part of a team. Right. Right. You're not on you know, the Chicago Bulls who private jet you here and get your per diem and they pay your hotel and your trainers. Golfers are on their own. They have to do it all on their own. And I mean, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm torn too. I'm, I'm torn. Yeah. I, 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 I'm torn because I want Finau not to have to pay these guys, you know, $500,000 or $1.1 million or because I think. It started, you know, back in, as a dream, right? And he, the guy, David Hunter, said, well, we wouldn't invest in some 16-year-old kid and give him $500,000 if we didn't. We want the return on our investment. He, he literally said that. Well, and I, I mean, I get that. Sure. But that's also a little bit, I mean, you and I both know this. You more than me, obviously, because you played Division One football and all that sort of thing. It's very hard to get there. It is. So it is. You're better off going to Vegas, maybe, <laughs> and, and 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 putting ten down on a on Russian yeah. roulette. Yeah, I'm not a yeah. gambler, but yeah, you're absolutely right. So, I mean, that's that's something. Another thing that's been really big this week, and um, this is interesting to me. But Justin Thomas announced that he's changing. So I don't. He's changing coaches now. Mind you, it's interesting to me because. His dad is a PG golf professional like me. Right. That is his coach. Has been. But his dad, the weird thing is his dad has a job. So his dad can't be like, like his dad's like a head golf professional. I don't know the exact thing. At one of the courses. At or, one of the courses. Yeah. So he can't be on tour with him. But I'm just like, well, I get it. And then as I was thinking about this the other day, Justin Thomas is arguably one of the better players in the world He's easily. Top five. Top five. Absolutely. Why are you not going to Butch Harmon? Like I, I dude, it drives me crazy let me, with these guys. Can I play little devil's devil's Heck advocate yeah. in that regards? I, I if your dad is your guy. Yeah. If your dad is your man, that's your dad, that's your pops. There's no better connection than your dad. I'm not disagreeing. And Justin is one without Butch or whoever you think he should go to. My my thing is, I don't think it's a slam dunk, is what I'm saying. I, yeah. I could understand being in Justin's shoes where that's my pops, and he's really good, and I've won with him. Yep. Now I need to critique some things. I don't know if you know Justin got rid of his putting coach. Yep. after you know yep. Obviously, you know that. So And and it, in regards in this situation, Dad was like, it's just all crap. I didn't, I didn't we're, we're good. I'm, yeah. just, I'm just not there every day. He's going to work on some things. He sends me videos every night, yep. and we work on it. So, I, again, I... I think I could understand him going to butcher somebody, right? But I also understand that's pops, and nobody knows me better than my pops. Nobody can connect better to me than my pops. But you know as well as I know, the golf's also between the ears, right? Well, and that's I was thinking about that too (laughs) because it 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 reminded me of a Tim Tin Cup moment. (laughs) And there's a lot of people. I mean, dude, the social media can be so disgusting, as you know. But you know, there's all these golf instructors that I follow that are like, oh. Look at this is his arm and his this and I'm like 
guys, I see the flaw that everyone's saying because his hands get really, really upright. Right. However, he won the PGA with that swing. That's my point. Like, so all these guys that say, dude, he's got to be in this position. I adamantly disagree with that because. What are they saying to Jim Furyk? (laughs) He's probably like the highest grossing (laughs) professional as far as earnings. And are you going to teach your son his swing? Well, and that's that's my to what you said about a mental thing is, dude. Justin Thomas has won before, and you go through lulls. I mean, you in golf, in golf is Almost the lulls like, are pretty big and can be devastating. But absolutely. then you start getting in your head and thinking it's this, um, you know, and a little bit of. And I'll brag on what we do at the absolutely. facility is. We don't focus on Dontrell. Your arm has to be here, and you got to internally rotate and then externally rotate. A lot of it is like, hey, dude, I want to turn you into C target, hit target. Oh, wow. Like, hit it there. Period. Like, you know, and I I would even throw this to you in a football sense. If you have a quarterback that's continually just focusing on, you know, how many steps I took and where my feet are and where my arm is and where my release is, when there's 375, 400-pound linebackers (laughs) chasing him, do you think he gives a rip where his hand is? He shouldn't. (laughs) <laughs> Do you think Patrick cares? Do you think Patrick is right in that pocket of no? Perfect example. I'm a Niner fan. Trey Lance. Yeah, he has all the school t- tools in the world. Played well. He got to San Francisco three over number three overall pick. They start doing what? Critiquing all those oh. things instead of just hitting the target. And now he's traded for a bag of chips to 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 Dallas. And I'm telling you, it it's dude to me. That's a frustrating thing for me. In golf, is a lot of people will try to get people technically perfect or do this. And I'm like, at, and I told one of my students the other day, and she's the greatest. She listens, so Caroline, Love that. I'm talking about you. Oh, yeah. But I could see her brain working. Oh, wow. And I said, our goal is to turn off your brain. Oh. It is not. I said, you're skilled. You're very skilled. Now let's turn off your brain. Because I could see you, and I could basically see like – yeah, yeah. Like, and I told her it's basically like this casino. I said, "Have you ever walked into casino and all you see is the little sensory wheels going and the wheels are going?" I said, "That's what's happening in your brain, and that's why you can't hit a golf shot." When we turned off her brain, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, this is so freeing!" She's just hammering it perfect. And I would say it's the same for every single sport. I would agree. Like, just why are you going to? technically and then just make this guy brain dead yeah when you start thinking so much like you know in golf i think golf is the the main sport that's between your ears like Furyk, like and i I keep bringing up jim Furyk because if he just if you mess with him and he's not at hit the ball at that target he he's he shot 59 before 54 58 58 (laughs) that's my point let him go teach him to hit the target Teach them to putt. You're good to go with a football player. As soon as they start overthinking the game yep. and learning the plays, you just play, you play slower when you're overthinking. Yep. Athletes, we play slower when we're overthinking. When we're freely flowing, it's called the zone. It's called the zone. The best of us stay in that zone for a long time. Yep. So I mean, and you know that's why, like I said, for for Justin Thomas, you know that's who we're kind of talking about. Is you know I don't know if he necessarily needs all this more casino brain going on i think you know let's get back to basics and let's do some of those things but you know i'm not i'm not critiquing him i just i'm like he's won before he's one of the best in the world 
Like he'll figure it out. Let him let him figure it out a little bit. And whether that's Butch or Dad, he's gonna figure it out because he yeah. always has. He's a talented kid. Yep. He's powerful. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, you know, transitioning a little bit, Dontrell, to, and this is you know obviously you know golf anyway, but um, into kind of your realm because it is football season. You know, high school, college, NFL starts, um, all this sort of stuff. Um, I saw a bit, and I think, I don't know if I shared the photo to you. I probably did not, but he's one of my dudes that I absolutely love, and people hate him, whatever. <laughs> I get it. They hate a winner. But Nick Saban, um, and, and I think for me it's more than more than like football, is more the leadership that Nick Saban, that at least that I've seen. Obviously, I'm not there. Right. I don't know him. I've never been to a practice, never been to a season. But some of the stuff that he says, I snapped something on Twitter where he said, everybody wants to be special, everybody wants to win, but are you willing to do the things you need to do to accomplish that? Get out of your comfort zone, be accountable, have the discipline to do things day in and day out. There's a divide between want and willing. Man. And dude, I'm just like, when I hear that guy speak and talk that sort of stuff. You want to man. run through a brick wall, Oh, huh? dude. <laughs> here's, Sign here's, me up. Here's what I'll say about Nick Saban. Where the, what what? You can critique his X's and O's, perhaps. You cannot critique he's a leader of men. 100%. You have some coaches who just can X and O. Just, they just know the games in and out, but they're not a leader of men. If I could only have one as a coach, I want a leader of men. What would you say? Um, in his position, too, and I, you know, but I'm with you. I'm there because, and this is my brain where my brain goes, if I'm a great leader, I can hire a Don Trell who's a great X and O defensive guy and say, dude, here do thing. you do that. <laughs> I will do this. I'll rally the troops. Like, that's just my thinking is, and I've always thought like that, um, is I'll hire somebody that's my weakness. Oh. If I suck coaching offense, Intelligent. I'm going to find someone like, okay, I trust you to run this offense. Do it because I'm not good. Now I'm obviously going to jump in and, you can tell me like this is right. why it doesn't work, and right. I'm okay. But right. I, you know, that's the other thing in Nick Saban. He's probably brilliant at that. I don't know. I can't remember who it was. He had a gentleman. One of he's gone through a couple offensive coordinators that have been fantastic, right? Who that Saban has? You yeah. Mean? Oh yeah. Yeah. That yeah. he puts these fantastic, and then yeah. they struggle. Right. At another, As head coach. Yes. Yeah. It's. Exactly yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Because they are good at offensive coordinating. They're they're good at scripting. And you know, we're talking the mentality in sports and 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 Saban's uh, approach to the game. Uh, Bobby Bowden did that years ago. I, yep. I watched some of his practices, and he would not do anything at practice. <laughs> he would just walk around for two hours. Yep. Because he trusted it. He put people in place to do this thing, and then his job. Rally the troops. Be a leader of men. Hold them accountable. Get them ready to get on the plane. Get them ready to play. Give them the rah-rah speech. Make the make the big important decisions yep. going forward on fourth down, punting or not, right? And that's that that's Saban. That's um USC. I can't think of his name. He went to USC, then he went to Ole Miss, I think is his name. Lane he, Kiffin. There you go. Thank you. Lane Kiffin. Not great, great as a head coach because he did his specialty, right? Yep. And so some people kind of struggle with that, to your point. So I think it's it's awesome to to kind of think about those things for sure. Yeah, and I mean, and I'll I'll say this, it probably dates me a little bit, but this generation, I get a little bit frustrated, um, and I know we have it coming up, but the other one, and you know, I know we'll talk about him, is Dion, but I mean, 
some of the stuff I was just those two dudes. I love them. I'm I'm in. Like I couldn't even do anything, but I would sprint and die for the T at midfield, <laughs> dude. Like, and that says a lot. If you have a coach that would make you sprint and die for the T and 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 jump through a hula hoop for them and jump through a brick wall. You're going to be absolutely excited about what they want, and we'll talk about a little bit about that after this. When we return on the other side, is it prime time in Colorado or just part-time? Mindset of an athlete, all of that when we return on the other side on ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team. It's time for the 8 Grady Sports Show on ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team with Jerome Espinoza and Dontrell Moore. Jerome Espinoza is a Class A PGA professional and director of instruction for 8 Grady's Golf. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole! Dontrell Moore is a former Lobos and NFL running back and part of the Lobos football ring of honor. Dontrell Moore and he takes it in for the touchdown. Every Saturday morning, the guys will talk golf, football, and what it takes to be an elite competitor. Now, here's Jerome Espinoza and Dontrell Moore. Hi, welcome back. I'm here with Jerome Espinosa, and I am Don Moore, and you are listening to the 8 Grady's Sports Show on 101.7 The Team, where we talk golf, football, and a lot more every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 11 on ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team. So welcome back. Excited. Um, we, we, we preluded a little bit um, um, before the break about uh, Colorado and Deion Sanders. <laughs> Prime time Neon Deion. I'm say, on the bandwagon, my as man. As you should be. I've been on Deion's bandwagon since he was – I'm an Atlanta Braves fan. I oh, love my Braves. Yep. Go Braves. We're rocking and rolling right now. Three games kind of skid right now, but we're rocking and rolling. Um, but Deion Sanders, um, say what you want about him. Say what you want about his coaching tactics. Say what you want about his personality. Say what you want about his brashness. He's getting it done. Um, went to Jackson State. They hadn't done anything. Three years in a row, they win the, they win the championship. Gets a job at Colorado, which we all know. And what? What's going to happen? What are all the naysayers saying about him? What are all the pundits saying? They're hating on him, right? For oh. as, the, as the young kids would say, hating on him. Um, and what does he do? He beats TCU 45-42. We all know about it. Prime time doing it his way, right? Uh, Colorado was ranked 85th. <laughs> 85th to start this. I say 22. They're 24 week? now. They moved up 61 spots. It's the biggest jump in in like the last tw- uh, two decades in the ranking system. Oh my gosh, dude! And here's something that I thought about him as you and I were talking about this that people don't understand, like him. Um, oh my gosh, who's there was another guy, but he played two professional sports: baseball, Bo football. Yep, there you go. Absolutely, that's the other one. I'm like. <laughs> People doubting Dion, I'm like, you're crazy. Try and do that. You it's try and play two sports. It's not. It's, it's, it's his almost level. impossible. Elite level. Here's what I say. Here's what I say. You can talk about the hoorah and he gets everybody doing, but the reality is even his X's and O's and his, his strategy works because they're winning. They are winning football teams wherever he goes. So you can say what you want about not liking him. You can say what you want about his brassness. I, I, I watched the video. Show me the money. That was his. Uh, <laughs> he did a video back in the day about money. And he here's the reality about Dion. No one outworks him. Have you ever seen? That's what's. Uh, I, and I'm kind of jumping in. But I grew up when Dion was Dion. You think he's brash now? Did you not watch him uh, with the, the Cowboys and the Braves? down. <laughs> I'm like, goodness gracious. Facts. If what Jerome is saying is simply this. If we're you know, talking about Deion Sanders in Colorado and, and his uh, ability to, to 
change the culture there. Yep. How about that? Just change the culture of winning. It's unteachable, right? With, with your with your with your golf academy, with my football academy, we're just te- teaching the way you think and the way you train, the way you think about things is half the battle. You're gonna win. Here's a, here's a slogan that I have with all my Don Moore football academy kids: Are you the best? And they say yes. That sounds bold, but then I say, why are you the best? And they say, because I'm training to be the best. Yep, love it. That's what is important. It's okay to be confident, but if you're putting the work in, let's get into a little bit about the three the three players that Colorado has in Dion. Shadur Sanders, we know who he is. That's that's the coach's son, right? Yep. Um, then we have Dylan Edwards. He was five for 135. He had five catches or 134, 135 yards, an average of almost 30 yards a catch <laughs> and three touchdowns against TCU. Let's talk about the two-way player, Travis Hunter. It doesn't even happen anymore. He was, was going to say. It doesn't even happen anymore, Jerome. Nobody played. You just talked about Dion and Bo. No one, he played. Now we're talking about just a football player and the D1 level playing both offense. It doesn't happen. Well, you know what's amazing to me as you talk about that that tells you about Dion? How many coaches are scared to do that? He's there not. Go. He's there not. Go. He's like, I got this dude, and he says, what, dogs and whatever. Dogs a dog, yeah. I'm putting him. On the field. Both. Let's go. And I was talking to one of my old running backs coach, who's now the um, offensive coordinator at uh, Missouri, Curtis Looper, and we were talking about it's not by chance that Travis Hunter is in there. He did it in high school. He did it in college. He did it in practice. You have to practice both ways to be able to show up in a D1 football game at TCU in Fort Worth and beat them and do it. Does that make sense? It's not by chance that you go out and shoot 74. <laughs> it's not by chance that you go shoot 74. I did the other two, day too, really excited <laughs> about that. I told Jerome, he's like, no, you didn't. But, <laughs> but it's not by chance. You put in the work and you, and you reap the benefits. That's a football player. You put in the work and you go out there and you reap the benefits. You know what's happening too that I think is great is Dion. Again, he comes in. Dion is Dion. Since I was a kid seeing him, how many guys now are going to be like, maybe we should put you know, Dontrell on both sides well, of the ball? Like, what have I been? He's changing. He's changing the game. So much pressure on other coaches. Well said. And you said it too, right? You you look at something, you take it, and you duplicate it, right? The NFL, the M, uh, the NBA, more football, football, high school, college levels. It's a copycat league. You find what people are doing, and you try to do it. Here's the reality, though: How many Travis Hunters are out there? Yeah, you uh-huh. got to have a guy. It's got to be a special. You got to be a special kid who has worked at. It. And you which is, you look at Travis Hunter. He's that old school cat. Yep. He's that old school mentality. I, I'll talk a little bit about it, about, about the generation of kids, right, that, that, that we grew up with where we, we grinded things out and things yep. didn't come easy. It's a little bit of a shift in this athlete. So it's, it's, it's refreshing to see the Travis Hunters of the world who aren't afraid to get out there and grind, who aren't afraid to mess up a little bit, who aren't afraid to get humbled but keep on trekking. Well, I, dude, I'm telling you, that's why in I'm a, you know, the Saban and the Dion, like, he doesn't, he's not going to let this dude just show up and like say, yeah, I can do two sides of the ball. Dion's like, show me, it. show me, let's see it, <laughs> show me, let me see it. Yes. If you can show me, let's go. And he do it. So I got to And here's the crazy thing: there might be coaches who has a kid that shows them, but is still afraid to do Dude, it. Dude, that's on them. That's their internal problem, and it's going to happen. You think? Well, and that's that's why Dion will get that kid. Right. Yes. Dion will get that yes. kid because they're going to say, "Are you going to trust you know Joe Schmo to put you in?" I will do it. You show me, I'll do it. <laughs> I saw a meme the other yesterday or this morning when I was driving in. It's, it had Deion Sanders talking to the other quarterback or the other receiver or somebody, and he said, if you're the other coach, the last thing you want is Deion Sanders talking to your other <laughs> Especially now. I, I mean, and again, I, I think that's why I love him because and I, you and I were talking about this, but I saw a, you know, a photo that 
you know, that he's building men. And I, Absolutely. he didn't say, you know, these guys are dogs and whatever, and they put this up. He's like, no, I'm building men. I want them to be husbands, husband, yes, yes, sons. You know, and that's that's the I think that's the backbone foundation <laughs> of of Don Tremore Football Academy is that because that's what I was. Grew up without a dad. There right? you go. But it was not an excuse. Yep. Right. I had a foundation and I built on it. And that mindset and that mentality is what's going to um, help them propel. And now let's transition a little bit into a team who's kind of been on the rocks a little bit and trying to find their way. And that's the Lobos. Yep. Um, and, and what is the state of the Lobos? What are they doing? How do they you know, uh, bounce back after A&M? And I'll say this, and I'm not sure whether you caught the game or know kind of about it, but Texas A&M is going to be a really, really, really good football team. Yeah. And the Lobos were not tossed around the yard. I know the score ended up being 52-10, to 10 and it maybe looked worse, but the Lobos competed. Yep. First That's and big. foremost, that is huge. And unfortunately, I've, I've been broadcasting there for 10 years now. There's been I've been a part of games where they weren't um, competing. And Coach Gonzalez, I love him. He's an old school. He was yeah. there when I, he gets fired up. And <laughs> I, I talked to the team um, uh, during training camp, and we talked about just showing up and compete. Two things I asked him. What do you want, and what are you willing to do to get it? Yep. yep. It's that simple. Uh, uh, close in on what you want and then figure out how to get it. If yeah. I want to shoot 74, that's my goal. What are you going to willing to do to get it? That's at the range. I'm putting in wedge shots. I'm putting. I'm reading greens. I'm hitting. Whatever it is, I'm going to 8 Grady's Performance Center with, with, with Jerome and getting my game better because I want to shoot 74. What do I want and what am I willing to do to go get it? Well, and I, I keep saying this, but I, I mean, you know, generations all change, but a lot of these kids want to be Instagram famous, Snapchat famous, all this, you know, I want to be an influencer more than, more than, how about you just get in the dirt? Yeah. Just just get after it. Go get a sunburn. You don't need Go a freaking a little. What is it? The little, the uh, little holder tripod, with yeah, a tripod, tripod with your phone. <laughs> um, which I get it. Like that makes you money. I understand that. You need to get you know followers and influence and this sort of stuff. But at the end of the day, I'm with you on that. Like I, I would take a team of dudes that will just get after it over talent. <laughs> Over talent, if you give me a couple guys, few guys that are going to work their behinds off, get after it, they're going to show up to play. And that's what the Lobos did. And I, and I, and, you know, I was there at the game and, and, and I know that they have four or five, two or three guys. And I'll talk about kind of like their, their, uh, their key additions. Um, um, Dylan Hopkins has 25 starts. Um, and he played well last week. And, um, the, the, I, I suspect that they'll play really well today against Tennessee Tech and, uh, Ja'Cory Merritt. They call him Bill. He's a running back, and I talked to him before the game last week, and I said, just play hard. Yeah. I, yeah. All I said, I didn't say, you know, jump cut this and ex- play hard. Yep. Run hard. That's it. Um, and 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 then also their, their offensive coordinator, Brian Vincent, uh, who came from UAB, um, his mentality. They're they're able to do it. They're able to 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 make changes. Um, they're able to to be explosive on offense, and I and I think the Lobos are going to to uh, have a different feel this year because they just all played hard. Um, for the a quarter and a half last week, they were in that football game with yep. one of the best teams in the country. They really were. I don't know what you saw or what you thought, but uh, they they have to be willing to play hard and give yourself a chance. If you play hard, Jerome, and you lose every game. It's, it, I'm okay with that. Well, and I, I'll always say it like I've grew up a Lobo fan of everything, right? Basketball, football, that sort of stuff. And I always thought the fans will show up and appreciate if you're diving on the floor, if you're you know taking charges, if you're getting after it. That's why people loved Rocky Long's teams. That's us because they just flat out would bust you in the mouth. <laughs> 
and they didn't for care. Four quarters. We did. They did not care. Texas Tech beat us forty nine to zero. When I'm not, I remember the score forty nine to zero. My freshman year on ESPN, they said that was the hardest game they played all year. <laughs> there you go. Think about that. There's a lot to be said. There's for that. a lot to be said to that. No, and it's just and it's crazy. So much to talk about. With so much, so much we've covered. So many things that uh, we've uh, uh, hit on. We're obviously excited. I'm excited about the things that we've done. Yeah, excited absolutely, about the things moving forward. Excited to be here with you. Um, looking forward to 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 next weekend and um, all of those things. Anything before we before we get no, out of here? No, thanks for joining us, and you know, thanks to Joe and again Scott, our previous um, guest, and I'm glad to have you here, dude. You're you're a pro, man. You no. put some pressure on me. No, I appreciate it. It's fun. <laughs> I hope our listeners enjoy it. Um, I am Dontro Moore, proud Lobo legend and director of Dontro Moore Football Academy, powered by Eight Grades. He is Jerome Espinosa, PGA professional and director of Eight Grades Golf Program. Thank you so much for listening. Also, there will be a link to today's show at eightgradies.com. Join us next week where we talk golf, football, and everything in between on Saturdays, 10 a.m. to 11 on ESPN Radio 1017, The Team. Thank you for listening to the 8 Grady Sports Show on ESPN Radio 1017, The Team, with Jerome Espinoza and Dontrell Moore. Come back every Saturday from 10 to 11 for all of the latest news and analysis from the world of golf, football, and much more.